He produced us from Al-Adam. He produced us from non-existence. So before we were created, we were nothing. Just as he, the Most High, said, the 76th surah, the first ayah. With the explanation, has there not come upon man a time period when he was nothing worthy of mention? And Shaykh Fawzan quotes the second evidence. He said, and he, the one free of all imperfections, he said, قَالَ كَذَلِكَ قَالَ رَبُّكَ هُوَ عَلَيَّ هَيِّنْ وَقَدْ خَلَقْتُكَ مِنْ قَبْلُ وَلَمْ تَكُوْ شَيْئًا Surah Maryam, the 19th Surah, Ayah 9. With the explanation, he said, that is the case. However, your Lord has said, it is easy for me and I had already created you before when you were nothing. Shaykh Fawzan said, Man before he was created was nothing. And the one who brought him into existence and created him is Allah, the mighty and majestic. He the Most High said, the explanation were they brought into existence without any creator or are they themselves their own creators this explanation is tafsir being taken from the there's some difference tafsir by the meaning of the first phrase am Somebody explains, mentioned meaning, do they, do they claim that they were created without any fathers and forefathers? Or the mentions of you, but the explanation is, were they brought into existence without any creator? Or are they themselves their own creators? Shaykh Hazan then said, his saying, and he gave us provision, he gave us risk. Hassan said, since we need risk, we need provision, we need food and drink and clothing and habitations, places to live, and transport and requirements, then he, the perfect, he knew our needs. So therefore, he made subservient for us whatever is in the heavens and the earth. All of it for our, for our welfare. In order for us to be able to remain alive. And in order for us to use that to help us upon what we were created for. In order, that we, in order to help us upon that, 
for which we were created, or purpose for which we were created, which is Ibadatullah, which is the worship of Allah, the Perfect and Most High. Shaykh Fawzan mentions two, two reasons there for everything being made subservient for us. Those two purposes. The first thing is so that we will be able to remain alive. And the second thing is so that we can use those things that we made subservient for us for our purpose, for the purpose which we are created for, which is to worship Allah, the Perfect and Most High. Then he said, his saying, وَلَمْ يَتْرُكْنَا حَمَلًا And he did not leave us hamalan without purpose. Sheikh Fawzan explains this word. He said, Al-Hamal. With a ha, Al-Hamal, it means something which is neglected, muhmal. And abandoned, matruk. It means something which is neglected and abandoned. Which no one cares about. So Allah created us and gave us provision for a wise purpose, for a hikmah. Allah created us and gave us provision for a wise purpose. He did not, cre- he did not create us abathan, in vain, nor sudan, nor without purpose. He the Most High said, أَفَحَسِبْتُمْ أَنَّمَا خَلَقْنَاكُمْ عَبَثًا وَأَنَّكُمْ إِلَيْنَا لَا تُرْجَعُونَ Surah Al-Mu'minun, the 23rd Surah, by 115, the explanation. Do you think that you were created uselessly and that you will not be returned to us? And Shaykh Fawzan said, quoting further evidence, and he, the Perfect, said, أَيَحْسَبُ الْإِنْسَانُ أَنْ يُتْرَكَ سُدَى أَلَمْ يَكُنْ نُطْفَةً مِنْ مَنِينٍ يُمْنَى ثُمَّ كَانَ عَلَقَةً فَخَلَقَ فَسَوَّى Surah Al-Qiyamah, the 75th Surah, Ayahs 36 and 37, or rather Ayahs 36 to 38, three Ayahs. Does man think that he will be left without any duties? Was he not previously a drop of a drop of semen emitted? Then he became a clot. Then Allah created and fashioned him as a human in due proportion. And as a side point on the first ayah, Does man think? With explanation, does, does man think? That he will be left Suda, and this word Suda, at Tabari reports from Mujahid, the famous Tabi, famous Fasir and student of Ibn Abbas, that Mujahid said about this word Suda here in the ayah, La yu'mar wa la yumha. Does he think he will be left with not, not being commanded with anything, and not being forbidden from anything? Then Shaykh Fawzan, back to the explanation, Shaykh Fawzan quotes another ayah as proof. He said, and he said, وَمَا خَلَقْنَا السَّمَاءَ وَالْأَرْضَ وَمَا بَيْنَهُمَا بَاطِلَةِ ذَلِكَ ذَنُّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا فَوَيْلٌ لِلَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا مِنَ النَّارِ Surah Sa'ad, the 38th Surah, by 27, with the explanation, And we did not create the heavens and the earth, and whatever is between them, without purpose, 
That is the assumption of those who disbelieve. So woe to those who disbelieve from the fire. Shaykh Fawzan then said, Allah only created us and created these provisions for us and these faculties Allah only created us and created these provisions for us and these faculties for a tremendous wisdom and a tremendous purpose and it is that we should worship him he the perfect and most high and he did not create us like cattle which were created for the welfare of the servants then they will die and pass away because they are not nakallafa because they are not duty bound they don't have any duties put upon them cattle they were not commanded and they were not forbidden so mankind is not like that we are not created the same as cattle Shaykh said rather he created us he created us for his worship just as he the most high said and he quotes the ayahs with the famous evidence for the purpose of the creation of mankind وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ ما أريد منهم من رزق وما أريد أن يطعمون إن الله هو الرزاق ذو القوة المتين سورة الضاريات سورة آية 56-58 with the explanation and we did not rather and I did not create jinn and mankind except to worship me alone I do not desire from them any provision and I do not want that they should feed me. Indeed, Allah, He is the great provider, the possessor of tremendous power, the strong. Shaykh Fawzan said, and He did not create us just for the life of this world, that we should live in it and roam around freely and make merry and eat and drink and make ourselves at home in it and that there is nothing after it rather life is a mazra'ah life is a planting ground and a marketplace for the next life so that we should equip ourselves in it with righteous deeds of this life Sheikh mentioned two things that this life is like. This life is a planting ground, somewhere where you plant what's going to grow for you. And like a marketplace where you buy and sell something good or something not, something evil, something bad. So Sheikh said this life is like a planting ground and a marketplace for the next life. So that we should equip ourselves in it with righteous deeds. Then we will die and move on from it. Then we will be resurrected. Then we will be taken account of. And we will be recompensed in accordance with our deeds. This is the purpose behind the creation of the jinn and mankind.
And the proof for that is many ayahs which prove the ba'ath, the raising to life after death. And al-mashur, the resurrection. And al-jazah, the recompensing. And al-hisab, the reckoning. And the aql, the intellect, proves this. So Shaykh Mansin proved two proofs for this. It's proven in many texts, many ayahs, and it's also proven by the, secondly by the intellect. Then he he mentions what is this intellectual proof for this? The mankind of this life leads on to the next life, and that we're rewarded or punished in accordance with what we did in this life. What's the, so Shaykh mentioned many ayahs which prove this that he mentioned and this is also proved by the aql by the intellect and he explains that because it would not befit the hikmah it would not befit the wisdom of Allah the perfect and most high that he should create this amazing creation and that he should subject this creation to the descendants of Adam and then just leave them to die and pass away without any result without any natija without any result this would be abath this would be futile play so the results of the of those deeds said, so the results of these deeds must certainly appear in the next abode Whatever mankind does in this life, from good or bad, it must certainly appear in their life. And therefore, there can be from the people, Hashem further explains the same point, and therefore there can be from the people those who spend their whole lives in the worship of Allah and in obedience to Him. And yet he, this person, is in poverty and is needy. And maybe he is one who is oppressed and hard-pressed and who suffers difficulty. And he does not attain anything from the reward of his actions in this world. <coughs> and vice versa, the opposite as well can be the case. That from the people, there are those who, or there's a per, there can be a person who is an unbeliever, a kafir, an evil atheist, who roams around as he wishes and makes merry in this life. He enjoys a life of luxury and he is given whatever he desires. And he commits that which Allah has made forbidden. And he oppresses the servants, he oppresses the people. And he transgresses against them. And he devours their wealth. And he kills people without any right. And he overcomes and he behaves tyrannically. And then he dies upon that condition. He has not been struck by anything from punishment. So Sheikh mentions these two opposite cases that can, can happen. By the first person who worships Allah throughout his life, is obedient to Allah throughout his life, and yet he's in poverty, need, 
He doesn't receive anything from the reward for his deeds in this life. And the opposite case, the unbeliever, the rejecter of his Lord, who does that which Allah has forbidden, and to the end of what the Sheikh mentioned about him. And he doesn't suffer any punishment in this life for it. So then the Sheikh says, does it befit the adult, does it befit the justice of Allah, the perfect and most high, and his hikmah, and his wisdom, that he should leave this obedient person without any reward, and that he should leave this unbeliever without any recompense. This does not befit his justice, he the perfect and most high. So here Sheikh is mentioning the intellectual proof for this. And he said, and therefore he has made the next life, the next abode, to recompense this doer of good for the good which he did, and this doer of evil for the evil which he did. So in it, the fruits of, the, of deeds will become apparent in the next life. So this world, this dunya, this world is an abode of action. But as for the hereafter, then it is an abode of jaza, of recompense. Either Jannah, either Paradise, or Nar, or the fire. And he did not leave us Hamalan without purpose, as is thought by the atheists. And the Duhriyun, as is the thought of the Malahida, the atheists, and the Duhriyun, those people who think, as it, as it follows in the ayah which follows, Duhriyun, those who think that death is the end of us. And the Shaykh quotes the ayah about these people. He said, He the Most High said, وَمَا لَهُمْ بِذَلِكَ مِنْ عِلْمٍ إِنْهُمْ إِلَّا يَظُنُّونَ Surah Al-Jathiyah, the 45th Surah, Ayah 24. The explanation, And they say, There is no life except our life in this world. We die and our children live. And nothing brings an end to us except time. And they do not have certain knowledge. Rather, they just surmise. They just think. Sheikh Fawzan said, This is the saying of the Malahida. This is the saying of the atheists. Those who do not believe in the return to life and the resurrection. Then Sheikh Al-Fawzan mentions a refutation of them. He said, And Allah the Mighty and Majestic rebutted them. So he said, Surah Al-Qalam, 68th Surah, Ayahs 35-36. With the explanation, Shall we make the Muslims like the criminals <clears throat> Shall we make the Muslims like the criminals? Just the same. What is wrong with you? How do you judge? Again, as a side point here, Al-Tabari mentions in his tafsir, explaining what is meant here by the Muslimun, what's meant by the Muslims, 
and the Mujrimin, the criminals, Shaykh Tabari mentioned, the Muslims, those who submitted in obedience to me and humbled themselves to me in worship and submit to my commands and prohibitions. Like the, are they to be treated? Like the Mujrimin, like the criminals? Again, Tabari mentioned as a side point. Those who committed sins performed acts of disobedience and contradicted my commands and prohibitions. Then Shaykh Farzan quotes a second proof, a second ayah. He said, And he the Most High said, Am hasiban ladina ashtarahu sayyiyati an naj'alahum kal ladina amanuhu wa amilu salihati sawa'am mahyahum wa ramatuhum sa'ama yahkumun. Sa'ama yahkumun. Surah Al-Jathiyah, same surah. I-21 with the explanation do those who commit evil deeds think that we will treat them just the same as those who truly believe and work righteous deeds the same in their life and after their deaths what an evil judgment they make and then Sheikh Razan quotes Further evidence on the same point, the last evidence he quotes on this point, he said, and he the Most High said, Am naj'alu al-ladheena amanu wa amilu al-salihati kal-mufsideena fil-ard, am naj'alu al-muttaqeena kal-fujjar. Surah Saad, the 38th Surah, Ayah 28, with the explanation, Or shall we make those who truly believe and work righteous deeds, like those who cause corruption upon the earth? Or shall we treat those who are dutiful to Allah just like the wicked unbelievers? That's where Shaykh Fawzan or Shaykh Fawzan then said this is not possible and this will never be the case. And those who behave in that way in this life, those who are true believers and work righteous deeds in this life. And the opposite case, those who disbelieve in Allah and commit that to you, which is forbidden, they will never be treated the same. <laughs>